The Justin Robert Young program brought to you as always by everybody who supports us at payjurydaily.com. friends hello friends it's your old pal justin robert young joining you yet again this on a fine wednesday morning we got a wild story about a day laborer at home depot who had the best and worst day of his life just kidding it was the worst times two we've got your emails including some sobering words of doom from fellow travelers about how likely it is that i'll get my global entry back by the time that i come back from Italy. But now we start with yet another story from the weekend that I forgot to tell you yesterday. So uh, amongst all the uh, stuff that I was going through, I'm figuring out that I lost my global entry. I'm on a red eye flight and I know I'm going to get zero sleep. So I got to figure out a way that I can just get myself primed for bed. Right. It's already past my bedtime. It's already past 10 o'clock. I'm waiting for my midnight flight. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I found myself in the regular TSA line. Oh, I know. How many blessed years did I have walking through TSA pre? And now, oh, I know. I'm just in the line with everybody else. You want to know what the difference, the biggest difference between the regular TSA line and the TSA pre line? It's not even that you don't have to take off your shoes in TSA pre. It's not even that you can leave your laptops in your backpack in TSA pre. It's not even that you only have to walk through a metal detector and not whatever radiation cyclone that they push you through in regular TSA. You want to know what the big difference is? The big difference is in the regular TSA line, everybody wants to stab each other in the stomach. If it were socially acceptable, the TSA line would be a place in which all out Lord of the Flies level violence would erupt at a, at a, at a moment's notice. You are never more than a, a crossword away from flying fists and sharpened blades. I get in this line and it's longer than it should be. And all of a sudden, uh, a very angry man starts saying, hey, hey, starts yelling at the TSA people. Hey, why isn't this line moving? If, if, if you have to ask that question, by the way, you're already fucked. You're already, you're already just already into it like like you were just raging this is man versus nature at this point this is not man versus man in our in our uh, classical definitions of what a story is this is man versus nature you might as well be yelling into a canyon and asking why we die if you are yelling at a tsa worker and asking why this line isn't moving they don't know 
You you are basically just you you may as well be doing the Frodo gif of okay, keep your secrets. Cause they don't know. And you won't either. One line will be moving faster than the other, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. But this bespectacled heavy set gentleman was so incensed about it that he started demanding that they be able to go to another line, that they open another line. And lo and behold, uh, I guess at a certain point, if you yell into a canyon enough, eventually there might be a rock slide. He got another line opened. And so a bunch of people went to go to that other line, which, of course, incensed another person that was further ahead in line that they didn't get the opportunity to go to the other shorter line because they had been waiting longer. Again, cascading chaos equals cascading despair equals cascading anger. And yet we are all meant to deal with it in this gumbo of hatred. Now, I don't really pay it much mind because I understand that my lot in life is to wait forever. However, and, and I'm also buried into my phone trying to figure out how I will never deal with this line ever again. But my phone is in my hand because traditionally this is what you know I'll do. I'll scan my, my boarding pass on my phone when I get to TSA Pre. Because I have a habit of losing paper tickets. I just do. I, uh, for whatever reason, I'll pull shit out of my pockets and it'll fall out. I just, it's, it's not good. I know I'll never lose my phone, so I always keep my, my boarding pass on my phone. And also now I'm trying to fill out the, the trusted traveler form in the line anyway. But as I get to the front of the line, in SFO, they now have these new machines. They, they're they're these gigantic wide bins and they're on a, a, a partitioned system. The only problem is that the bins aren't very high. They're wide, but they're low. So I'm pulling out all my stuff. I need like three bins because I got a bunch of electronics here. And at some point, and I can't really remember which point it happens, but I put my phone on top of a bunch of stuff in one of the bins. I get to the end. I, I go through the radiation cyclone. All my stuff eventually comes out. The TSA needs to look into why I have a billion uh, cords in my one bag. It's a thing. And the next thing you know, I'm making my way over to... Uh, uh, I'm making my way over. And I think I even still have my ear my AirPods in. And I'm leaving to go find the nearest United Club. Because I know as a savvy United Club veteran that we are getting to the point where they will shut down the United Club. I also know which bars in SFO are open the latest because, well, dot, dot, dot. But it's at this point that I make a horrifying discovery. I'm reaching for my phone and I cannot find it. No. There is no phone for me. Now, this is doubly horrifying as I'm also trying to fill out these global entry forms. So, I now have to make some, some really important decisions. 
I don't know where my I don't know where these things are. I don't know if somebody else picked up my phone. I don't know where it is. I don't know how it got lost. I literally had it right before I went through TSA and now I don't have it. Where could it possibly be? It's either got to be in TSA or somebody else has to have picked it up. And so it is at that point that I begin going into battle stations. I'm opening up my laptop. I'm tracking my phone. I'm trying to find out where it is. It says that it's right over there by TSA. So at least I know that nobody has grabbed my phone and has now run off with it. So I walk up to the TSA people and I say, hey, have you seen my phone? And is at that point that I realize that I am the heavy set bespectacled man that was in the line asking why one line went faster than the other. I have no allies in this situation. I have one missing phone and I have no way to retrieve it because if I'm asking for these TSA people to find my phone somewhere, it is never going to happen. They don't care if I walked up to them bleeding from a massive wound in my head and I asked them to call the police they would tell me please sir step aside I know there's only one way that I can get my phone back so on find my iPhone they have a have your iPhone make a really loud noise forever mode and so I do. Meanwhile, I'm also calling my iPhone. It's still like tethering on my watch so I can hit find my iPhone. And it goes bing, 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 bing. And then if it's in find my iPhone lockdown mode, it just goes like. Ah, 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 ah. So I'm just making all these noises and I'm trying to sneak back over by TSA so I can hear them. Now, meanwhile, the first time that I went over there, the guy at TSA was just like, what? And I'm like, my phone, I think my phone might have fallen out of a bin. And he's like, uh, hold on. Hey, bin guy. Yeah. So this guy says he, your phone fell out. I don't see it. And that's like as fast as he says, I don't see it. He doesn't even look around. So it's going off, going off. I can't hear it from where I am because I can't, I don't want to get back by TSA because at a certain point I'm going to get arrested if I keep snooping around. It is at that point that I'm like trying to edge around the borders here. I see the most blase wave from the initial TSA guy. And he's all he's like, it's almost dismissive too. It's dismissive, like, hey, you know, whatever. He's just he's like looking at me like I'm the asshole. Like, they have these shallow-ass bins. This thing flipped out of the bin. I didn't mean to lose my phone in their TSA machine, but sure enough, there it is. He has the phone, and that was it. All right. Enough of my heart. News story as submitted to our Discord by MacBook Pro. Day laborer forced to have sex at gunpoint. This is one of those stories that I read, and I was just like, not from Florida, not from Florida, not from Florida, not from Florida. Yes! An Arizona couple is charged with luring a day laborer to their Phoenix home and forcing the man to have sex at gunpoint with the female suspect. 
an assault that the male suspect described as a sexual fantasy scenario, according to a criminal complaint. According to investigators, the victim was picked up last Monday outside a Home Depot by Brenda Acuna Aguero, 39, who said that she needed help moving items at her home. The victim told cops that when he reached the residence, Acuna Aguero began to talk sexual to him and said it was her fantasy to have sex with a laborer and that she wanted to have sex with him. When the man declined to have sex, Acuna Aguero's husband, Jorge Marietta Valenzuela, 45, entered the room carrying a rifle. Marietta Valenzuela, cops charged, placed the firearm against the victim's chest and told him that's, that he was going to have sex with his wife or he would shoot him. As alleged by the Superior Court, complaint the victim engaged in a series of sexual activities with Acuna Aguero and Marietta Valenzuela and was taking pictures of them and recording them with his cell phone. Additionally, the victim said Marietta Valenzuela directed him to move into different sexual positions. Before allowing the man to leave the residence, the couple took his Mexican visa and driver's license, which they said they would return the next day if he did not show up the following morning, the couple warned they would send explicit photos to his wife in Mexico. They told him that they would get Viagra for him the next day, the complaint charges. Marietta Valenzuela then drove the victim back to the Home Depot in Phoenix, where he'd been picked up. Later that afternoon, Marietta Valenzuela contacted the victim and told him he had to return to the house immediately, warning that if he did not come back to have sex, that he would send the sex pictures to his wife. When the man did not respond to Marietta Valenzuela's WhatsApp message, the photos were forwarded that day to the laborer's spouse. That dude don't bluff. That dude don't bluff. After being contacted by the victim, cops subsequently ex uh, executed a search warrant at the couple's home. During a police interview, Acuna Aguero reportedly confessed, admitting that she knew her husband was going to confront the victim with the rifle and that he was going to record the sexual encounter without the victim's consent. Marietta Valenzuela admitted to participating in a sexual fantasy scenario with his wife. And Marietta Valenzuela, police noted, quote, admitted that he and his wife had done this approximately four prior times with random men. Photos and videos found on the couple's phone indicated that they had participated in a similar incident in March, but that victim is unknown. Both have been charged with sexual assault, aggravated assault, unlawful recording of a person, and have been locked up in lieu of a quarter million dollar bond. Oh my God. This is what happens when you close down Backpage. Of course, you can always email us, jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. Ben writes, if you're going to renew Global Entry, now's the time to consider one of those premium credit cards that'll help you with your Global Entry fee. They give you the $100 credit toward renewal or a new membership. This counts toward anyone's entry fee. You just use the card as your payment method and it disappears from your statement. MX Platinum and Chase Sapphire Reserve are the two that I recommend looking into for lounge access, but I think that the Amex gives you access to the Oakland Lounge. A $550 fee is a lot easier to swallow if you get $100 off of global entry. Personally, I have both cards. Chase's $300 travel card is very valuable. Any hotel, airline, rental car, parking, Uber. And their points are very easy to use at, on flights and hotels, including global entry. 
Amex has a $100 global entry thing earmarked once every four years, so about a $25 a year value, $200 in Uber credits, $200 in airline credits, and more. Personally, $125 is five trips in the lounge for me, so if you get into five lounges a year, that is worth it. Uh, I'm going to have to make that call. Uh, So I agree with you. Joe writes, I got global entry uh, two years ago. I'd waited for almost six months to get the letter saying I'd been cleared to be interviewed. I finally got a shot to log into the website and schedule. Like you, I was traveling internationally within a matter of months and could not wait to get to the interview. I went to LAX where there's a global entry office to see if I could get some inside information on fast tracking the system. What I found was Calexio, California. For many reasons, nobody wants to go to Calexio. I called the office and spoke with the interviewer agent. They were able to get me in within a week, and for me, it was a six hours drive from LA. You could likely fly into San Diego and then drive the two hours to the Mexican border and get it handled. Do not fly in the day before and stay. This is not safe, and I told friends who live in the Imperial Valley what I'd done. They were all amazed at at the minimum I did not get robbed. Go before June. Calaxio is both hotter. Calaxio <laughs> uh, is both a hotter than hell and an agricultural hub, so your lungs will get choked by overheated air from farm dust, pesticides, and the manure. I went in July and had no choice. It was a small price to pay for global entry. Also, read every line of the interview packet form and bring at least two forms of every type of document. You do not want to get caught running to the only FedEx in the friggin' town because you brought the wrong kind of proof of identity. Let them know how far you came, and everybody seemed amused that I came down from L.A. and wanted to get me out uh, without going home empty-handed. Make sure your passport isn't expiring this year. Although this will not affect your ability to get TTP, a new passport number needs to be in the system for your return. Without it, you will not be able to use the kiosk and may not be able to go uh, uh, back into the cattle line. If you get a new passport, you can walk through SFO and get it entered in the system before you leave. I hope this helps. And here comes the party pooper. Sean writes, ha ha ha, my global entry expires in May. I'm six weeks into pending review for my renewal. Good luck. That government shutdown delayed everything. Forums are quoting eight weeks, and that's a drop from 12 plus did you at least snap a credit card this time to cover the ge fee oh no look you guys know that i try to use every advantage i need anybody who's working in the government you gotta reach out jerrydaily at gmail.com someone's gotta know somebody that's gotta put the germs on top of a pile paul writes justin i know you're a busy man but i just listened to a podcast that you may or may not know of yet It's Against the Rules by Michael Lewis. Episode two of season one ties into your college as a scam week that you just did. And finally, Trench writes, Hi, Justin. Tuesday's episode on YouTube couldn't have come at a better time for me. This past weekend, I started doing an audio-only podcast again, and I found myself getting overly frustrated having to learn audacity. Seeing as how you edit your show, it gave me an appreciation of what you have to go through and how I can improve without throwing a fit. I just wanted to say thanks. For those of you who don't know, youtube.com slash Justin Robert Young. I am now pasting my entire session of exactly how I'm editing the show. I'm trying to do better for the audio listeners. So if you want to see how the sausage is made, then go ahead and visit me there. 
Let's go ahead and get into our producers, not just Dr. Bird, who's been in studio all episode, but also Bill, Dustin, BioCal, Robert H. Bryan, CM, Trade the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle-Aged Mike, Harry Lee Smith. You can, of course, email us, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young, and join our Discord, where we pick all of our stories for the news section at bit.ly slash jury discord, J-U-R-Y-D-I-S-C-O-R. D, thank you again to MacBook Pro for selecting today's story. Until we meet again tomorrow, friends, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young telling you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. But more importantly, please don't. Don't! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>